This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Ah, yes. Never a dull dog. I say we don't start it over, Jerry. This That's is a fine. No Here we go. Never a dull yeah. moment on the Boomer and Carton show, as I just gave Eddie another soundbite, although I'm sure the music probably drowned that out, as it should. Oh, by the way. Anyway, uh, Jerry and Al, Al and Jerry, what's up? Uh, there are things we didn't get to. Too much sports, by the way, because of the Super Bowl and all that. But beyond that, there are some serious stories. We got to a couple. I got to Mike McCarthy's brother passing away, which is just a brutal story. Uh, and we also got to, um, briefly, the apartment fire that John Sterling escaped, and so did everybody in that building, which is remarkable that there were no injuries, and you're just happy for everybody. Yeah, and I I live in a condo complex, and I think about this all the time. Like, that that fire, we don't still know how it started, but it burned down the entire, like, 400-unit yeah. apartment. And all it takes is, I think about that all the time, like, what if my neighbor below me or next door to me, what if that guy's just burning a candle and goes to sleep or goes to work or even silly things? Like, I won't even leave the dryer on in mm-hmm. my house and, and go to the store. That's a big cause of house yeah, fires. Yeah, because people don't clean out the lint thing and then right. that burns. Yep. It's crazy. Like, when I look at some of these old apartments, I'm like, how is this, How have these places survived? All it takes is one careless person to have something on fire in their apartment that kind of just gets out of hand. I think you've got, obviously, you've got very good sprinkler systems in some cases, at least you hope. But I'm with you. We go on vacation if we're in, whether it's a a timeshare or a hotel, specifically a hotel, especially when we're in Manhattan. And you can be on the 70th floor, you know, of of a Trump building or wherever it might be. You sit there and say, my God, how do you get out of here if something happens? And B, how doesn't it happen more often? Because... I'm with you. One piece of burnt bacon that you leave on the frying pan not realizing it's there, that goes up in flames. And if you ain't got a fire extinguisher, a major problem. And so I'm just happy. It's really amazing to me, though, that everybody got out safely. And I know someone, I don't know if I'm at liberty to talk about it because I don't know if it was ever discussed uh, here on this radio station, but I know someone uh, relatively close to me that's gone through this, and it is miserable. And it's a really tough stretch trying to get yourself back in because you got nothing left. Right. All gone. Whatever you're you're wearing. What's that? Whatever you are wearing, that's what you have. Whatever you're wearing and whatever was in your vehicle, if the vehicle is still standing. uh, Really tough situation, but very happy that John and everybody else uh, got out. Um, From the very serious to goofy yet serious. So a couple of weeks ago, we did address this. There was a high school basketball coach, and I believe it was girls basketball, if I'm not mistaken, and his team won, which is unreal, 161-2. to And the advancement of this story is that he has since been suspended. I don't understand this under any circumstance. Not that the guy got suspended, but I don't know how you do that. And I've seen the quotes before he got suspended where he said, 
you know, we didn't know they were that bad. Then stop shooting. I Do you I, think that team that only scored two points was just really bad at defense or they had a bad offense? <laughs> or both? Because they only I got two both. points. Yeah, I think they couldn't shoot, and I also think they couldn't defend. Just guessing at one sixty one to two. But little kids love running up the score. Like you love just just uh, beating somebody down in sports. I'll tell you this: every kid and every adult is different. And I coach kids now, aged nine, ten, and eleven. We have played games where you know right away that the other team cannot play. I've had I had games last spring where you knew. I had a game in the fall, as a matter of fact. I won't say the town. We went and played a night game. And you could tell from the first pitch when the pitcher couldn't catch the ball back from the catcher. The pitcher couldn't catch the ball. And, oh, by the way, the catcher couldn't catch the pitch. You know you've got a problem. And so you play the first inning. Luckily, in Little League Baseball, they cap innings, you know, so it's not 100 to nothing where you can either only bat around once or you can only score six or seven runs. We took the foot off the gas in the second inning. You can't do this. And do the the little kids on your team understand the sportsmanship, 100%. and it's not nice to, yeah, to embarrass to another team? To the point team. where our starting pitcher, who was really good, he actually knew right in the first inning after he threw the first three pitches, right past the first kid who didn't move the bat, he started lobbing the ball in. Not so obvious, but if you watched him, you knew he was just trying to help them out a little bit. So, well, yeah, there's some ultra-competitive kids that want to win 100 to nothing. More kids than not are actually pretty good about this stuff. Jerry, also embarrassing, uh, an ESPN uh, college football analyst. Who, his name escapes me, and when I looked at him, I had never heard of him before. Me neither. But he was a verified Twitter, which is very important. He's a verified uh, ESPN dude. So he was uh, tweeting out some stats about some, I think, Ohio State player, and uh, wherein he went to put a link to that guy's stat page. He put a link to uh, porn, which it seems as though in order to have had a link of porn to tweet, you were looking at porn while you were doing your work. Where else he get it from? Right. That is embarrassing. You got to watch when you have multiple windows open and one of them is pornography. Before you hit send on the tweet or the link, you can't you can't put a link out of porn. It was Pornhub, which is this um, one of these free websites I, uh, that I've heard about, Jerry. <laughs> it's uh, free. The other thing you got to worry about if you're looking at porn on your computer oh my God. is these porn sites, they have like a Twitter button next to the videos. Really? Yeah. In case you wanted to alert your, your uh, Twitter followers what you were watching, Jerry. So one wrong click and you you could tweet out no a link kidding. anyway. See, I, I, I honestly, you're not aware of that. I am not aware. You're aware that porn exists on the internet. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I don't understand. Yes, I'm going to give the guy credit here. The fact that he could watch that and work at the same time. How's that possible? Well, sometimes that will relax you and make you think better, and then you maybe then your thoughts all come together. So basically, when you're getting ready for the show the next day, that's how you kind of dial it. You relax and chill it. You just chill out. Well, I don't know what that website is, Jerry, but from what I heard, you knew it was free. Oh. Well, isn't most of it now free, Jerry? I guess That's what you were saying? Is. I guess it is. Oh. I so please be careful when you're watching <laughs> porn that you don't tweet out wrong links. Did you? I mean, all kidding aside, I know we got to move on to the next topic. 
Could you imagine, though, just what the replies are oh my to gosh. that? <laughs> and he deleted it right away, but of course, matter. everyone just screen grabs one it now. One guy. One guy, right. One guy has to get it, and yeah. one guy has to send it to Deadspin, yeah. and you are dead. Right. Now, do we know, is the guy married? And I'm only I don't curious. Know. I know a lot of wives don't really care. Yeah, I don't know. But I would I would just love to know what the reaction. Well, you could talk your you, wife into that. It was spam, and somebody spammed your account. Because women are not that much into technology. I got to be honest. I don't know that you can. Uh, I saw the tweet and he's got details about the kid's ability to play how did you get spammed into putting that tweet into that link into that tweet this is the excuse i used to use all the time if i would i always had a built-in excuse if i got caught, caught with uh, uh some type of porn on my computer mm. i would always go uh i was on some howard stern website i don't know what <laughs> this is it just linked me it to just it. somehow linked me it was to a pop it. Up. yeah that's the greatest <laughs> excuse of all time <laughs> pop up uh, speaking of pop up, Bruce Jenner used to be an Olympian, and he was great. And uh, a athlete, I think. Yeah, and it, what's popped up is that he doesn't look like himself anymore, and so um, he's going to try, I guess, defend himself. Right? He's going to come out and talk about it and, and discuss what the hell has gone. Yeah, I on. guess uh, In Touch Weekly had uh, morphed his face onto a woman's body because they said that he had appears as though, and some people said that he was purposely trying to become a woman. Right. Uh, so which she, which he, they say that he is going to address in an upcoming episode of the Kardashians, uh, where he and his uh, wife, although I think they're separated, uh, discuss that situation. Now you watch that show, correct? I, I have seen it. I don't watch it on a regular basis because I've seen my wife watch. I don't think she does anymore, but she used to watch it, and he was always around. And I always sat there and said. Why would you want to subject yourself to this? And I mean the TV show and living with these girls and what it's become. And then on top of it, to be going through now what he's going through physically, appearance-wise, to do it publicly like this. I mean, again, this was a once amazing American athlete. Yes. And it's just it's well, they had him photographed uh, recently where he was wearing like women's nail polish and uh, his hair was uh, kind of looking more feminine. So yeah, people were uh, wondering what's going on, and so maybe he'll address it in big, big ratings for the Kardashians, Jerry. The women's nail polish abnormal. Yeah. Well, I think uh, although I did see an article recently in the newspaper that uh, bougie celebrity parents were nail, getting nail polish for their boys, like yes. their little kid boys. And I say that, all, all kidding yeah. aside, there's a couple of things that have become a little more normal, and that has been guys that wear nail polish, and another thing has been guys wearing makeup. No if kidding. I was in, a, like, a rock band, I might go black nail black polish. Black nails. Yeah. Ozzy did that a lot. Yeah, because that looks cool. Looks bad. Uh, do I have this one? Oh, yeah, so hi, Jerry. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, they're very excited about how much noise they make at their dopey stadium. Mm. I remember a few years back, uh, Marshall and Lynch had that big surprise run against the Saints when they upset the Saints, mm-hmm. and I think it was the wild card round. And then that, what they do is they like to say, oh, this crowd cheering and going crazy was so whatever it was on the Richter scale. They like on the uh, earthquake scale. So they're claiming that the Hail Mary two-point conversion that uh, Russell Wilson threw last week that that was more of an earthquake than the Lynch run versus the Saints. Is this stupid? Uh, it is stupid. What's not stupid is the noise, though. I do buy the fact that, that it actually shows up on the Richter scale in terms of noise volume and the idea that that stadium shakes 
from the standpoint of uh, working for Compass Media with the Cowboys. They were in Seattle a few years ago. Kevin Burkhart was still doing our play-by-play. And I remember they went live to the stadium for the first time, and he literally was shouting into the microphone, and he and Danny White could not hear each other in the headsets. And I talked to him after that. He said he has never heard noise like that in his life, in any arena, in any venue, anywhere. So the idea that it's that loud... Yes. Is it stupid? I don't know. I mean, I think it is for the people on the outside looking in. But if you're a Seahawk or a Seahawk fan, that is home field advantage. I've been in stadiums that uh, that are shaking, and I do get very nervous that yeah. structurally, especially if it's an old stadium, like this, this the, the cement under me is going to crack because these dopes are jumping up and down. Do you ever get concerned? I know I do. On the George Washington Bridge and yes. traffic. Yes. And, I mean, it feels like that thing is shaking. Mean, yes. This thing was built how many years ago? And the technology then to now is not quite what it was. That freaks me out. They like say that crazy. about the Golden Gate Bridge also, like it sways. Yeah, well, they actually just redid. Maybe they didn't do redo. They did the Bay, redid the Bay Bridge actually, and they made it more where it could be. Uh, it could be moving back and forth and a lot more give with the earth. But, when when I worked at WNEW up on Fifty Seventh Street, that building would move with the wind. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's comfortable. Yeah. All right, last couple of stories out. We wrap it up uh, food, basically. And we're going to start now. We know about what's going on uh, with the Patriots and the inflation and deflation of balls. Uh, How about a Boston bakery making cookies that look to be deflated? (laughs) Deflated football cookies. Yeah. Talk about striking while the fire's hot. Yeah, I like that. I was thinking, you know, with you and I going to down to the Super Bowl and you loving, like, various business ideas, as we've discussed, we should sell Patriot logoed deflated footballs, like just on the street. Like that we is sell a them. Great idea, right? By the way. You know they're going to be down there. Well, the only thing is, they would have to be Patriot colors. If we put the logo on, we run the risk of ending up in jail. Right. We'd have to. How about with this? New England, just New England, red and blue. Or like I saw a lot of people on the internet doing the funny name, uh, D. Deflatriots. The Deflatriots. Yeah. I saw the I saw the T-shirts that yes, are being made the already. T-shirts. Yeah. So we do footballs. I mean, I'm good with that. What are we off the air? It's uh, 7.40 out there, 10, 8 o'clock. We'll be at, off the air at 8 o'clock local Phoenix time. So we'll time. just work 9 to 5. And we go down there with a big thing of balls, deflated balls, easy to pack in the luggage. And then we're uh, probably going to be millionaires. If we can sell 10 balls an hour, 8 hours a day for 5 days, 8, oh my boy, Al, we're talking a lot of money. 400 balls. People would love that. We could make like four grand. Yes. I'm in. And pay for your trip. Also, Jerry, the New Hampshire Lottery has bacon-scented scratch-offs. Are you a scratch-off kind of guy? Not for bacon. My grandmother, this is a classic. Both my grandmothers have passed. Yeah, okay. But uh, both of my grandmothers were big on, um, you know, they don't know what to get you for your birthday or whatever. Uh, So in the birthday card, you'd get scratch-offs. Which is, by the way, a great gift. Yeah. I love it. That's exciting. It gives you something to do. It's kind of exciting. There's some adrenaline pumping. Yeah. I would always be happy just to get a, like a $5 one. See, I'm not. I, I, I want to be the one that wins the 50000 My and one grandmother won ten grand on a scratch. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll give you one quick story on that. It's not a, Pete, if you're listening, stop listening now. I used to work at a liquor store. We used to sell scratch-offs and regular lottery. And me and this genius that I was working with at the time figured there's got to be a $10,000 winner here. Has in these to be. four. We had four rolls of them. So we figured we'll scratch it off, and at the end we'll tally up what the liquor store and the lottery owe us. Right. Yeah, we owed about three fifty each. $350. That's not a t- – you know, that was a good theory going in. Yeah, I no, would think that flawed. too. 
Not so good. There's, there's not a winner every 350 to 700 scratch-offs. We would win a couple dollars here, $10 there. The problem was tickets. we would lose like 17 in a row. And right. next thing you know, we can't stop now. We finally got to a point where we're like, we have to stop now because we were in so deep. We were going to lose our – we did. We, I lost an entire paycheck on lottery tickets. The other problem with the scratch-offs these days, they're complicated. They're I'm not like, easy. What am I, I look? What am I looking though? If you match a dollar sign with a donkey with a horse's <laughs> head backwards four times, you get a dollar. Like I don't know what I'm looking at. Donkey ass. Yes, I agree. Very difficult. Whatever happened to just you know pairs? Yeah, you scratch off two twos, you win twenty thousand dollars. Right. I'm with you. It is. It is complicated, and I think part of that is they get people that will win that will throw it out, not realizing they won. That's true. Jerry, we're out of time. I've got to get down to the drugstore and get me some scratch-offs. Uh, enjoy. Oh, see ya. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.